There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Olive Podcast. Each week we ask our favourite chefs, cookie writers and characters from the food scene to reveal their top three cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts to help make your time in the kitchen truly effortless. Hi, I'm back with Lewis Hara and he's going to introduce us to his three favourite cooking hacks. Uh, what have you got for us today, Lewis? Hello, Janine. Oh my gosh, uh, my cooking... My cooking hacks. Um, so I've got three little things I would like to share, which is like one equipment or tool, one ingredient and one technique. So I thought um, we would do in that kind of structure. So the one equipment I cannot do without in my kitchen, and I think it's the cheapest thing I've got, is my scraper. So people think, oh, a scraper, what do you mean? Um, you know those building things that you get in kind of hardware shops? I now I see them in baking, you know, it's a baking, in baking shops you find them, but they're incredibly useful, especially for, not only for scraping off like bowls to get all that last bit of batter into your cake or whatever, uh, but also to scrape off anything from like bowls to um, uh, pans and pots and pans, whatever, and also to, um, to use up, to scoop up things that you've chopped up and things like that, rather than use your hand and getting things all over the floor. And um, so they're, they're, they're like a pound each or even less. And they're like kind of really thin, uh, made of plastic. And um, I, use, I keep them in my, my one drawer. I know where they are exactly. And I tell all my, my chefs, don't mess around with my scrapers. If, you, if you've got to use them, do use them. But put them back where, they, where they're supposed to be because they're so easy to, get, to, to lose them. And then the other thing, one ingredient I've been using a lot is um, Vietnamese fish fish sauce, okay? 
I cook Japanese Nikkei cooking, so fish sauces, um, they do, we do use fish sauce in, in, in Nikkei in, in Japanese home cooking, but uh, it's not a great, uh, it's not something that's very popular as, um, as soy sauce or, or, or sake and mirin. Um, although in Japan, fish sauce is becoming more and more popular as, as time goes by now. There are some premium kind of artisan brands that are, are you know, scooping up some awards and all that. But um, in Vietnam, people, not many people know this, um, in um, Fukuok Island, it's an island where they specialize in, in, in Vietnamese fish sauce. And it's the only place outside of Europe that I know of that has a PDO for their, for their ingredients. They have a PTO for the fish sauce. And I actually went to Fukuok just to go to the factories to, to oh no, I got so obsessed with it. <laughs> That's, I kind of like, um, I had to uh, to go there and, and kind of see, you know, how, how the fish sauce is made and to taste the fish sauce. And it's just an incredible thing. And we think of fish sauce as like, oh my gosh, it smells horrendous and it's just like fishy and it's going to make my food taste fishy. But it doesn't. If you know how to use it, okay, it will just bring out the natural flavors of the food that you're cooking and will give like such a boost of umami, which is incredible. And a lot of recipes as well, if you, sometimes you come across people cooking with, uh, with anchovy fillets, which you can very easily. If you like, like I've seen recipes with chicken, you kind of fry chicken and you add one or two fillets of anchovies, anchovy fillets, and that doesn't add a fish's taste. It just adds the flavor. This just brings out the flavor. And the fish sauce is exactly the same. So rather than using um, anchovy fillets, you can straight just put add a tablespoon of fish sauce. Now, fish sauce comes in all shapes and sizes and colors, and I th it goes from one pound a bottle of a liter to eight pounds a bottle if you're buying the real good stuff. So for instance, I have to do like two or three or four different types of, of fish sauce in my fridge. The really good ones, like from Fukuok, which I use for um, um, like for dressings and and light things that I want to just kind of bring out the flavor. Or if, I, if I'm cooking something like meats or frying chicken and I just want to add kind of some of our very, I use a, a, a less expensive fish sauce. So, and they both work beautifully. They're just different, you know, different quality grades, I guess. And what's number three on your tips? The number three is like a technique and it's not so much a technique. It's more like talking about um, planning, okay? Uh, I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, no, no one likes planning and kind of thinking too hard about things. But um, I cook for 32 people at my supper club uh, three times a week and sometimes I have to I have no help during the day so I have to do all the the mise en place all the food prep on my own so um, so from from my background being an accountant I think maybe I'm kind of like used to the, my spreadsheets and my my work documents and all that so I even so I brought in that um, that um, kind of knowledge into my into my cooking also, at Le Cordon Bleu, we had to, you know, they do encourage you very strongly to, to plan, 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 especially if you're doing catering for large numbers like I do uh, here in the supper club. So what I do, I break down every recipe. I go through the recipe with a kind of like, you know, very, very, very in detail. And I make sure to break down every recipe into items that I can do 
the previous day or even two or three days in advance. There's so many things that actually taste even better if you cook two or three days in advance. And there are even things like, um, you know, chopping up vegetables, um, washing herbs and and chopping it and putting Tupperwares, putting it in your fridge uh, that you think, oh, this is going to take me five minutes. But no, because when you're doing all kinds of different things, you know, you, what you want to do is you... You, by the time your guests are at your place and you want to you you be hosting a dinner party with eight guests the last thing you want is your guests feeling guilty looking at you like struggling you know like you, you don't want to open the door with a you know a feather you know dust a feather duster in your in your hand you want to open your door with a glass of gin and tonic possibly you know what i mean you don't want to look like stressed out so a lot of distress can be taken out of things like that if you spend an hour if that just going through your recipes and and breaking them things i can do two days in advance one day in advance things i can do hours in advance and just like what what you can do is just get all those tupperwares together all those containers together and just put the dishes together at the last minute you you want to minimize cooking you just want to do the, the the essential cooking at the time that you have to serve stuff you don't want to break out on a sweat when you're hosting. <laughs> Definitely not. And that's only possible if you plan, if you plan in advance. Thank you so much for that. That's three absolutely brilliant tips there, Lewis. I feel like I'm going to be more prepared now. Thank you very much for that. It was great. Thank you, Janine. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.